Who's going to be in the thought seat this week? Get ready for your weekly dose of fresh inspiration where we talk to successful entrepreneurs and learn strategies for growing profitable online businesses. This is the Thought Seat Podcast with Ashley Coombe, Ashley Rader, and Scott Jangro. Show notes and this week's free bonuses can be downloaded from www.thoughtseat.com. All right, welcome to the Thought Seat with Ashley Rader and Ashley B. Coombe. We need a little jingle for that. Hopefully somebody on here knows how to do a jingle. Um, Ashley and I have been talking all week about- Keep going. Yeah. Um, We've been talking all week about what we could call our new Blabcast. We're calling it a Blabcast because we're going to turn it into a podcast also. Um, And we went back and forth about a hundred times um, which we always do when we start something new about business names. And we were trying to come up with something clever about the fact that we're both named Ashley, but then um, Scott Jangro decided to join our little, I almost said threesome, that's a, <laughs> let me delete what I just said. Um, going to join our Blabcast also. Um, so we couldn't call it that. And then Ashley had the brilliant idea to call it the thought seat. Um, it's kind of a play on words with the hot seat. And that's what we're going to do. We're going to um, bring various people in that are experts on a variety of topics. We have some of them in here right now, like Affiliate Tip, who is Sean Collins. He is the founder and co- co-founder and co-owner of um, Affiliate Summit, a huge conference. Yay! Look, if I talk, nice. then I get lots of um, applause. So uh, Joe Sousa is also another one, Vinny O'Hare. Um, a lot of these people have huge expertise on a variety of topics and we would like for them to share it with you. So we're going to have the fourth seat open and, um, that and today it'll be two seats. Yes. Because okay. Scott was not able to join us. Although it looks like he's on the call, but he's probably like in and out. So yeah, he just said um, where he can't do audio and video, but he's listening. Um, but yeah, so we'll have the, a- the other thing is not only for experts, but also to bring in people that are looking for, um, advice or feedback or, you know, like kind of a review my re- review my business, review my website, whatever it might be, let them go into the hot seat as well and have the experts come on, whether it's us or other people to give feedback on, you know, our thoughts of how they can move their business forward. So and we went um, some of the topics um, in just a second. I'm going to have both Ashley and I kind of give you a short bio on what um, we know about and can share, but we went through some of the topics that we wanted to cover. They primarily revolve around internet or online marketing, um, but they also, yeah, I just realized there's a really cute little pink pillow behind me. Um, they also will just have to do with entrepreneurship. Is that a word? Entrepreneurship. Thinking um, in general. So one of the things we were talking about is I have a friend that's a tax attorney. He's going to come on and answer some questions closer to tax time. Um, I know that if you filed an extension, that's coming up. So maybe it is tax time for you right now. Um, we'll have people talk about affiliate marketing, social media, content marketing. Um, Ashley knows a huge amount about SEO and e-commerce. So we're going to uh, and and earning money on a blog. Both of us talk a lot about that. So we're going to cover all. Um, all kinds of different topics that revolve around online marketing. So Ashley, I was thinking maybe you could just give a quick couple minutes um, history of who you are, what you've done, um, and why people should listen to anything you say about 
internet marketing. <laughs> I don't know if they should listen to what I say, but um, uh, let's see. I've been in this industry for 11 years now. Um, I started a, a website back in 2004. Um, it was an e-commerce site in the wedding industry. And I had no coding skills or anything. And I kind of built this site from scratch. And then it was kind of like... Um, all right, like I built this website now, like all these orders are going to come flooding in, right? And obviously they don't, which we know. And so um, I devoted myself to studying how to get people to your website. And at that time, um, social media was kind of just on like the cusp. It was not really um, a big thing just yet. And so really the main way people found websites was through the search engine. So I totally went into SEO and learned all of the great ways to get people to your website, which um, not realizing it at the time were really spammy, <laughs> but um, they worked really well at the time. And so um, within a couple of years, the site um, hit a million dollars. It totally took off faster than I could have even um, planned for. Um, and uh, it, it continued on like that for about three or four years. And then um, Google gave it a big slap, which um, I think a lot of people that started back in that day, I don't know very many people who <laughs> haven't gotten slapped by Google at one time or another. And I kind of woke up and realized that you can't really put all of your marketing eggs in one basket. So um, from there, I got into um, affiliate marketing and blogging and um, social media and kind of the whole the whole realm. So um, now I still do some e-commerce stuff, um, but uh, my passion, I guess, is more aligned with um, kind of bringing people into this industry and helping them realize the power of the web and the power of um building an online business, whether it is an e-commerce store or a blog or, um, you know, coaching or running workshops or whatever it might be. There are so many different ways that people can take something that they're passionate about and make a living with it. So that's kind of become the focus of what I work on now. Um, so yeah, that is, um, my history or, uh, background with, with online stuff. Um, I always think when you tell your story, you don't give yourself enough credit. <laughs> My story um, is similar to Ashley's. I started nine years ago, and I was running a baby gifts e-commerce site. Um, it was something that was pre-built, and we had purchased. Um, My mom and I purchased it together, and we realized you know, we got it set up, and we knew without a doubt that the orders would come flooding in. And what actually ended up happening, I think, in the first three months, we maybe got one order a month. Um, so I did the same thing. I set out to learn everything that I could about SEO. Um, I knew that if we were going to get orders, um, we needed to rank for not only the big keywords like baby gifts, but the keywords that reflected that the searcher had, um, an intent to buy. So I feel like I got a little mini education in that first year running that site. It, it, almost felt like a college degree. And mm -hmm. um, I will never forget someone saying to me, um, oh, you know, I have a friend whose daughter also has a website and she does really well. And I was thinking, of course, everybody's daughter has a website and I'm sure she does great, but this is serious and it's difficult stuff. 
Um, and then I looked up Ashley's site and I thought this cannot possibly be the Ashley that um, this individual is talking about because um, it was ranking on page one for wedding favors. And if you guys have been in internet marketing for any amount of time, you know that um, wedding favors is a very, very competitive term. And I thought there's no way that this is just one person doing this. This person has to have a staff of people <laughs> and writing articles and, um, and her site was just beautiful. And I realized, no, this is, this is Ashley. And she's doing all of this on her own with her little staff that she hired, um, meaning her sister and a couple other people. And I was just in awe of her. So, um, her skill level in SEO and, um, building websites and managing a blog and all those things is just out of this world. Um, she became in that first year, a mentor to me and we, uh, went to conferences together to learn more about SEO and we um, shared articles. We did training for different people at various times. Um, then we both had our third babies and gave up on that. <laughs> so um, my history, like I said, I started out in e-commerce e SEO. I owned a um, small SEO company for a little while where I would help local businesses rank um, for their search terms. And again, like Ashley, I was probably doing things that today I would consider spammy. Um, once SEO became, or once social media became a bigger deal, I really started focusing on social media. So I do social media management for companies. All during that time, I was managing, um, or I would build and run affiliate blogs. So my goal was never to make millions of dollars as an affiliate. My goal was more to supplement my income and um, just have fun with it. So, uh oh, my puppy's going to start barking. I can hear him growling. Um, so, I did ah. not try to. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. Sorry. Hopefully, I don't make you guys see sick while doing this. I just have to keep the curtain closed so he can't see outside and then he doesn't bark. Um, but my goal was never to, um, you know, spend hundreds of thousands of dollars on ads. Uh, it was just to build a community and. Um, provide references for that community. So providing educational references and um, tool, uh, different tools that they could use and then making an affiliate commission on there, on um, those sales. I oh, we lost you. Okay, there. I'm back. Okay. Um, I still use um, that strategy of building a community a lot uh, to, I don't want to say just to market products too but to provide value to that community so that um, so that people are learning things. I'm, I'm very passionate about teaching things. Um, because of that, I started attending Affiliate Summit a couple years ago, maybe like five years, four years ago now, and um, started speaking there and really became passionate about getting my dog not to bark. <laughs> I really became passionate about speaking. Dog training. Yeah, actually, I've been doing a lot of training, so he's doing so much better. He's <laughs> not the best. Um, and I just had the opportunity, I have to mention this because Sean's in the group right now, but I just had the opportunity to MC Affiliate Summit a couple months ago, so that was really fun. Every time I say Sean Collins' name, he gives me applause. <laughs> Whoa. Um, that's perfect. So if you want more applause, just say Sean Collins, okay, Ashley? <laughs> Sean Collins. So... <laughs> Recently, I have been focusing more on um, providing education for those individuals that just want to learn, earn a little bit of extra money on their blogs. And it's been a really fun process. 
who is has the um, profile picture with an M? Mixmania Records. Applause, Mixmania. He's got lots of good props. <laughs> so uh, this blab actually kind of came about an accident. Ashley said last week, "Hey, do you want to jump on a blab and we'll see? We'll just you know learn more about it." And we ended up um, having some. I think she referred to herself. We were talking with Phyllis Kerr, who wrote Facebook ads for dummies. And she said she was blab surfing. And so she hopped on our blab and we ended up getting a huge audience. It was very fun. And she shared some strategies with us, which I think was part of um, Ashley's idea that we could have one of those specialists or experts on our um, blab each week. So today we have a couple topics to cover and we're going to open up the seats towards the end. But um, I wanted to open up uh, the option to suggest topics for us. So like I said, some of the things we we're going to talk about are content marketing, social media, affiliate marketing. Um, if you have a burning question, um, like what are the hands all about? Raise the roof. Okay. <laughs> um, if you have something, a question about online marketing, about any of the topics I just covered um, about, like I said, anything that has to do with being an entrepreneur like taxes or any of that, please go ahead and type it in the comments. It doesn't even have to be cool. It says on my screen, type something cool. I don't know if everybody has that same message. Um, and we'll cover, we will find someone that can cover those topics for you. So the other thing you can do today to get notifications about when we're blabbing and who I love that as a word <laughs> um, about who we're going to have on the weekly lab is you can thoughtseat.com and there's just a place for you to enter your email address and you'll get notifications about what our topics will be um, and what we've got coming up. And we'll probably try to get you to buy something so we get an affiliate commission at some point. That's my disclosure right there. Yeah. Um, so today I do have a couple of... Um, topics I would like to talk about. And again, in probably 15 minutes or so, we'll open up the seats. So if you consider yourself to be an expert on something, we'd love to have you um, hop on. Or if you would like some advice on either a landing page or your website or your social profile, we can let you um, in one of the seats, in the open seats, and you can ask us questions. You can either do a screen share or just talk to us about stuff and we will um, share answers with you. Um, so the other thing I just want to clarify, because I know a lot of people coming on here are going to be like, well, I'm not an expert. I'm not like a professional, whatever. Um, even if you're somebody that just like, maybe you just tried some new like strategy for getting traffic or for like engaging on a social media channel and you're having some success with it, and you'd like to share it with the group, that's also like, we would love for people to just come on. Like, don't feel like you have to be like, you know, have published a book in order to be considered an expert in something. We just want to share really good information with people. And so um, if you're, even if you're starting out or you're relatively new and you just had some really great success with something, like jump on and share. Don't feel like you have to be like, you know, have like a title after your name. <laughs> in order to come on here because you know we're all kind of on that journey so there's not really any qualification for someone to be called an expert so i always think that 
we're all experts on something. Right, right, you know, exactly. Here that people want to hear. Right. Um, one of the first topics I wanted to cover is Ashley and I talked a lot this week about ways we could use our blab. Um, and I just wanted to go through that because I think it's a really good lesson in how you can repurpose content. So we talked about, like I said, we're calling it a blab cast because we're going to turn it into a podcast also. Um, but when we're recording this right now, so then when we're finished recording, we are able to download that video and um, we probably won't do it today unless we were just taking a clip of it to introduce what the thought seat is. Um, but if there were someone on that was talking specifically about conversion optimization or um, email marketing, then we may want to use that video as a giveaway. We could, um, have it as a download and say, you know, enter your email address in here to receive our one hour webinar on or a one hour blab on email marketing. And that would be a way for us to get those email addresses so we can remarket to those people or keep in contact with those people. We actually talked a lot about that last week about the why you would want to collect email addresses. Um, so if you weren't on our blab last week, then I don't know how long, how many times I'm going to have to say that word to take it. <laughs> if you were Blab last week, then, um, then you might want to go watch that if you have questions about why you should be collecting emails on your website. I, I'm laughing about that. I said something to my dad the other day about um, I'm doing a Blab at one so that we can <laughs> um, put it on our podcast. And he said, you just completely spoke the <laughs> language. And he's really tech savvy, so it was funny. Um, but the other ways we could use it is, uh, well, I wanted you, Ashley, to talk about how you, we're going to turn it into a podcast and what we would do with that. Mm -hmm. One of the other things I thought of is that we could pay someone on Fiverr to, um, um, oh my gosh, I'm blanking on the Not word. Fiverr, transcribe. Transcribe. Rev.com. Rev.com is the yes. place. Yes. Why couldn't I think of that word? That's happening. Yeah. Um, this is my new favorite strategy for blogging in general. Like, it's, talk about it. So it's just hard for me in my life right now. I have three kids to find time to sit down. I still do it. Don't get me wrong. But to, to sit down and like type out a long blog, not that it has to be long, but to type out a blog post on a given topic, you've got to, you know, edit it and just kind of make sure it all looks good. Whereas a format like this where it's really just raw and fresh and real you can get on here and you can talk about topics that you know about and it doesn't have to be perfect it doesn't have to be polished you don't have to like create a um, um an intro like a powerpoint presentation you know beforehand that's why i love this i do webinars as well but webinars are a lot of work you got to like schedule it and you got to do all this stuff to prepare and you've got to you know get the content ready and and with this, a lot of the subscribing and the format is kind of built into the, the Blab format and whether you use Blab or Periscope or Meerkat or you know any of the others. But um, I was just reading um, Insight to Lala's comment. I totally agree. I mean, it's just, it's so much more real. It's so much more, you can watch somebody talking and you know, there's, there's, um, there's something about when you read a blog post, you're like, okay, like they know what they're talking about. Like, you know, is this just repurposed content? Did they just find a great blog post and they kind of like rewrote it? Or do they really know what they're talking about? And I feel like with this format, it's just like 
so much more um, authentic. Mm -hmm. So, um, like really, happy barking and um, exactly. <laughs> I mean, it's like think about you know. I'm sure a lot of us have been in masterminds um, where, and even if, you, or even like at a conference where you go to like those breakout sessions, and there's maybe 10, 15 people in the room, and you all sit around in a circle and you and you talk to each other, and it, it, those small groups like that, I feel like it almost breaks down some of the barriers of like, oh my gosh, like that is like, do you know who that is? That person is like so-and-so. And, but when you're in a room with them and you're all just kind of chatting around the room and sharing expertise, it kind of breaks down those like barriers of, mm -hmm. of, you know, um, of, you know, who is, of, of how much people know, I guess. Right. And you feel like you can contribute without, maybe you're not like somebody with a, you know, a, expert title after your name or whatever but, you um, to make one up because right so I feel like this is kind of that same format where where people can come on and share just little bits and pieces of what they know and um, so in any case you know taking a format like this and where it's live it's recorded it kind of um, has it a life of its own where, mm -hmm. um, you know, like last week we intended it for it to be just kind of like, let's test it out and, and let's just see how it goes. And then it just, the whole blab got a life of its own, all of this fresh content being infused by these new people. And it was just, it was awesome. We got yeah. done and we were like, I mean, we didn't even share 90% of the content and it was awesome. Like, so mm -hmm. to take a format like that and then when you're time. done with it, you you take a recording. You can upload the recording to YouTube. You can then upload it to your website and host it on your website. You can drive people to the replay. You can pull the audio file and start uploading it through all the podcast formats. Um, the I like what those were. Um, <laughs> and, then, and then lastly, you like you said, I use Rev.com. I think they're awesome for um, transcribing. If you want to have a maintain your blog post, you put up a video of the um, blab. The only thing I don't like about the video rendering with blab um, is that you lose all the commenting. So some of some of the like you know when we kind of look off to the side and we're reading the comments and we and we you know respond to people, um, none of that gets um, moved over to the. Uh, the, Thank goodness, because the comments are kind of losing some integrity. <laughs> so, but, in some yeah. cases, that would be a bad thing. <laughs> but in any case, you can then have the whole thing transcribed, put that content on your website, which, to me, the transcription would be a little bit more for the search engines to read. Like, I don't think anyone or few people are going to sit there and actually read the transcription of your video. They're going to watch it. But doing that, putting that in a blog post, people can watch the content, the search engines can read the transcription, and you're kind of like, you spend one hour of your life or two hours or however long your blog, your blab or your, you know, whatever your, your um, online streaming, you know, show or cast is, and you've got all of these different areas that you can, you know, distribute your content. So... so about that with um and i've i've not used rev.com i've had people on fiverr transcribe it mm -hmm. oh sean says he's going to take that <laughs> so that's one of the things i was going to say when i'm speaking at a conference um if somebody asks a question at the end i have to 
make sure they're on the microphone because otherwise it won't um, be on the recording later. Mm -hmm. So what we can do, Ashley, is um, we can, when somebody makes a comment, we can just read it out loud so that. So we're not just, yeah, I think that's a good one. Unless it's um, Sean Collins saying woof. Vinny, Um, uh, Blab does send you a, an audio download. I, I'm not positive it's a, if it's an MP3, but they do. As soon as the lab is over, you get a video and an audio download. So um, one of the things that you mentioned is probably people wouldn't read that transcription. What I was thinking is, um, I, I was just thinking about this today because I was I was thinking about using a video as um, a freebie on my website versus a PDF. I, because I'm um, a stay-at-home mom with with uh, or a work from home mom, whatever I am, it, with three little kids, I hate watching videos. I it it takes too long. I don't want to. What I'm doing right now, how I'm pausing and stuttering, I don't want to take the time to watch somebody do that. So I always prefer to download the PDF and skim it on my own time. Also, if I'm watching a video, um, it gets my puppy's attention, it gets my little kids' attention, and they all want to see what's going on, and then I um, get distracted. But if there's a PDF option along with it, I love that. So I will read transcriptions just because um, that's easier and faster for me. But also I was thinking if we have that transcription, then we can turn those um, items into blog posts. So last week when Phyllis was on our call, she went through a um, a funnel that she's been using lately that that she felt was very successful. We could have we could take that um, two minute bit that she said that she talked about and pull that out of the transcription and develop a blog post out of that or a white paper or um, just a variety of other things. So there's so many ways to reuse that transcription. And then, as Ashley mentioned, there's so many ways to use the video and audio. And that's um, in fact, when we do get the transcription of this one, I'm going to make a list of them. I'll put it on my blog at AshleyBCoom.com to talk about how you can repurpose one blab chat. Um, do we want to open it up and see if anyone wants to come in? I have, I do have a question. I was just thinking about this and I would love to get like multiple inputs. Um, so if anybody would like to take one or we've got two open seats, we would love to um, get a conversation going around this. My question is, um, from not a legal standpoint, but on a blab like this, where you have lots of people giving their input, um, I got to thinking about the copyright implications of, like if somebody comes onto our blog and, or um, not blog, blab, blab, and they, and they like what you said, like last week when Phyllis was sharing her, you know, that funnel, that's it, that Instagram funnel that she was talking about last week. Is there, you know, I just like, I was imagining, you know, I'm a woman. So like my mind always goes to like these scenarios that are ridiculous, but (laughs) I was like, I wonder like, you know, so someone comes on to a a blab and they share some really great, like earth shattering new strategy they have for driving traffic or whatever. And then I was, and then we go and we share it with all of our lists. And then is, is there like implied copyright as far as like who, you know, once they're on our, our site and sharing this, I'm assuming it's free reign to like share, but I, you know, do you know what I'm saying? Yeah. And not speaking from a legal standpoint, but just because from an ethical standpoint, I would just always shoot them an email and ask, 
and say, yeah. okay with you. Um, and then I would give credit in any blog post or video. I would, I would put it in the description that um, we were sharing this person's tip and here's mm. what to sign up for their newsletter because obviously they're super smart. Um, the interesting, the, the interesting spiral that comes from that is she was sharing a tip that she learned from somebody else. So it wasn't her tip necessarily. It was something that she learned from someone else that she tried and had success with. So I would almost want to chase that whole tail down and say, um, Phyllis, who, who did you get that tip from? And let's give them credit too. Mm -hmm. And maybe even email them and just say, Hey, your, your tip came up in our blab the other day and we'd love to share it. Do you want to come on the blab and talk more about it? Um, but just reaching out. And I think that's another, we're talking so much about communities. I think that's another awesome way to build community with a variety of experts mm -hmm. um, is to say, Hey, we heard your name come up in our blab. Can we share what you were talking about with others? Um, I do think if anybody has, has some knowledge on um, the legal implications of that, we'd love if you'd request to come on. Um, I just noticed that Sean clicked this little button over here on the left that says tell a little bird. Um, you guys may, if you're if you're new to Blab, you may not know about that. If you just click tell a little bird, then it will tweet out um, the title of our, okay, Vinny just did it too. So the title of our Blab and our name. So it just says introducing our new weekly social media Blabcast, The Thought Seat with Ashley Rader and Ashley B. Coombe. So, hey, thanks, guys. And we talked about this a little bit, but this is a little tip for any of you guys who um, may not know one of the cool things. Although you have to make me a host. I can't do this. You would have to do it, Ashley. Um, Ashley can go in or whoever is designated as a host. As the conversation flows, you can go in and change the title of your lab to make it relevant. So if anybody's jumping on to Blab. Your sound just cut out for me. Did it? Oh, there. Okay. You can, okay. If I made you a host, you can do what? Well, I can't. Yeah. You have to make me a host. Um, and in order, so once whoever is, li is listed as a host can go and change the title of the blab to make it relevant. So anybody that's jumping onto blab and just maybe like looking around, you know, what did, what did Phyllis call it? Like blab hopping? Yeah. She's or blab surfing. Um, blab surfing. So anyone that's blab surfing might come in right now and they're like, you know, they see the title introducing our new weekly social media blabcast and they might not think it's relevant, but yet now we're talking about repurposing content. So maybe we would want to title it something like talking how blab can be reused for all of your, you know, content networks. How do um, I make your host? Click on my name on the, the, where it lists my name. I think the, the thing will pop down. You, it, you can make me a host. So okay. yes, now I've been made a co-host so I can go in and edit this topic and then it makes it a more relevant title as well so that if people reshare it when they're on a really good topic, like if we're on a topic that's just really like flowing well, um, people can tell a little bird, use that, that link on the left and it will, um, it will uh, use the new title rather than whatever the original was. It just makes it a little more dynamic as we go along, people might find more relevance to what we're talking about then, you know. So that's a, so. That's a um, not a lawyer. I would think, okay, so Sean says he's not a lawyer. He's giving a disclaimer first. I would think you would be okay since you shared the info in good faith. So we're not attempting to steal their audience or, um, but, but we have good intentions with it. So I think that's probably true, but just because of 
I always look at that as an opportunity to build community and build my um, my connections. I would I would just shoot somebody an email and say, hey, can I share? Um, and I think well, I guess I was even thinking just the more general scope of, um, you know, now that this this kind of um, network live streaming community type um, networks are happening, you know, is the presumption that if I jump onto somebody's lab and speak and share my content, they have free reign over all of that, including everything I said and, and the full video itself to share it with all of their people. I'm assuming so, but it was, was just an interesting thought that I that I had. You know, it's kind of a um, new ground, I think, you know. But. That's going to come up too. Like I think about if I had a song playing in the background and then we use this video on our websites, um, would there be copyright issues with that song playing in the background? Um, so there, there's going to be a whole new um arena in law with with this type of sharing um but i also think when you're if you do have somebody come in and they share a really great tip and you end up putting that in a video or your your blog or um any of the ways we've talked about repurposing content if you do go say to them hey i'm gonna i'm gonna put you in my um so you don't know hey, that was nice <laughs> ashley changed the topic repurposing using blabcasts so now if you guys tell a little bird about that people will know that's what we're talking about right now um but if you did share with them hey i'm putting you in my content it's somewhat likely that they'll reshare that content and it will help grow your audience um if somebody if somebody contacted me and said hey i um guys i don't know about my picture getting tweeted over and over that's <laughs> of my face that's kind of Where awkward. is that pulling from? Is that pulling from your Twitter feed? Is that no, your... it's it's pulling from my Blab um, profile. Okay, gotcha. And it's just a pic. It's my profile yeah. picture. But it, like when I share it on yeah. Facebook, my face is you know the whole screen. <laughs> so if somebody came to me and said, "Hey, um, your your tip came up in my Blab. I'm going to put it in my blog post." I would certainly reshare that blog right. post. Right. So um, it's it's a a cool. Oh, just say. Marcus says, just say you didn't know it was playing <laughs> in the background. I wonder if that works. That's <laughs> Officer, I didn't know what the speed limit was. <laughs> um, so, well, thank you for saying it's a great picture insight. I don't, this is what's difficult. I'd love to talk to you guys, but I don't know everybody's first name. So like, <laughs> pro TV, I'm sure that's not your name. Um, Does anyone want to come join? We have open seats, so we would love to like get a whole dialogue going, or we'll just pull one of you out of there and make you. Yeah, I don't, think, you, I don't think you can do that. <laughs> particularly if you have some ideas on how to repurpose a blabcast, they're not all called blabcasts. If you yeah, have that's ideas, that's what we're calling it. <laughs> um, I would, I would love for you to jump on. I think Vinny said that he would come on this week and talk about some of the stuff he was talking about last week. So, Vinny, if you're willing. Um, then, then hop on here and you can, I have no doubt you have some ideas on how to repurpose things. Um, Ashley and I were talking today about how we were at a session during affiliate summit that was on podcasts by James Martell and he, <laughs> every time I talk, affiliate summit, affiliate summit. <laughs> Um, the little hands are for you to let us know if the topic that we're talking about is a good one. And so if we're not getting claps, we're going to move on to something else. 
Right. So if you like what we're talking about, give props. Otherwise, we'll start talking about oh. like our dogs or something. <laughs> we'll show cute cat pictures. <laughs> they like that a lot, though. Um, so, Sean, I don't know if those um, videos are up yet, but if they are, then I can post a link to James Martel's. But he just gave a list of places you can share audio um, files to describe what he shared, Ashley, that you brought up. That, like a bunch oh, of different okay. So I have not actually done a podcast, so I don't know um, what the spe specific locations were, but. Basically, he just described a strategy where you take one kind of like what we were talking about. Um, oh, okay. um, I'll, I'll tell you guys in a year. Um, in a year, he'll tell us what the strategy was. I think I have screenshots. Like I took screenshots with my phone of the so I'd have to go back and look at all the different places. But maybe we can have him on to share that strategy. Say, James Martel um, will be and he can talk about like tag him on Twitter. <laughs> Um, but basically, he had a strategy for taking a single audio file and it would um, broadcast out to like 15 different podcasting networks. Um, and it's basically the same kind of thing, repurposing um, content, you know, with one podcast, you're you're getting it distributed much more widely than if you were like just on um, iTunes or, you know, whatever it might be. Right. So, um, so if if um, I, nobody's jumping in, so we can move on to our next topic. Okay. Um, so I wanted to cover some of the changes that have happened in social media in the past few weeks because I don't I don't know if it's just me, but um, it seems like we we've always had changes. I mean, Facebook is changing things all the time and adding new things all the time. But for some reason, it seems like in this last week the changes have come really quickly. So there's been different things, like there's a big change in ads where you no longer have to send someone to your website to get a uh, an opt-in. You can do it straight in your Facebook ads now. So that just came up. It's being rolled out. Um, there were a bunch Am of I the only one? Your audio is real muffled. I'm not, oh, I'm not sure if I'm the only one. Is it better now? No. Okay, yes, yes. Okay, good move. Sorry about that. Um, okay. So the other, uh, that's one of the changes that's being rolled out. The other, another big change that just came up is a couple of weeks ago, you may have seen people talking about that there was going to be a dislike button. Um, that's not actually happening. It was supposed to be more like an empathy button, but they're rolling out now a different way you can respond to things. So it's, it's the same. If any of you use Slack, it's that same principle where you can do an emotion um, for your response as opposed to either liking it or commenting on it. So you can, um, I'm trying to see some of the emotions that are op options for it, but you know, I think you can, you can show that it makes you sad or it makes you laugh or all those different things. So it seemed, I saw like a screenshot. I don't know if it was an official like beta release, but, um, it What's looks very, it looks very similar to like their, um, I see it was a mobile screenshot that I saw where you could swipe through different like happy faces. It was very similar to their like feeling button where when you create your own post mm -hmm. and um, you can say, I'm feeling sad, I'm feeling happy, whatever it was. I don't know how official it was, but it looked really similar to that where you could respond with a feeling. Well, I'm going to um, post what I saw. It was actually on March 
Zuckerberg's. So this was just a little video describing what it would look like. And again, whenever Facebook makes a big change, they roll it out. So don't get off of our blab now to watch that video. <laughs> That's for later. <laughs> um, so uh, I, I totally lost what I was just saying. Oh, yeah. Whenever Facebook makes a big change, they roll it out. So you may not see this right away. The other new announcement that I saw was that they're going to start allowing us to draw on our pictures, just like um, Snapchat does. Mm. Post a picture, you'll be able to draw a little note on it or give somebody a mustache or things like that. <laughs> that was one of the big changes I just saw. Um, the Facebook ads one is a big deal because you can now get opt-ins without sending them off of Facebook. The other one that I just saw was that small businesses are going to get to be verified now. So if you've ever seen that mark on somebody's Facebook, it's not easy to get it. Um, you basically have to be super famous and um, you have to go through all these steps to prove that you deserve the check mark. I don't think always. I think that, you know, if you're a celebrity, they just give you the check mark. But um, I've tried to get the check mark before and they did not believe me that I was famous. <laughs> I don't understand. Come on. <laughs> um, you know I am. <laughs> so um, now people with the blue check mark get um, special uh, rights. So they had the right to do the live streaming on Facebook. If you had a blue check mark, you could do basically a pair. Are they still doing that? I feel like I saw a whole bunch of them like a month ago. And then I think that they are. I think everyone's like over here now or I think that they are. But but because only the famous people could do it, it, yeah. it seemed... might not be the best way to roll it out. Yeah. To the masses. Um, anyway, now small businesses are able to get that check mark. And it's really easy. Um, all you have to do is uh, either upload a picture of a bill that's going to your um, address or or do it with a phone number that's in an actual listing of the business. So I guess it's more for brick and mortars. Vinny just mentioned that his businesses have been denied. But Vinny, I, I think what I'm saying is um, they're making it easier. They're starting to make it easier for small businesses now. So that was one of the big changes. I should probably write these all down. This is a great example of when our... Um, transcription is going to come in super handy because we're going to be able to just grab those changes out and put them in, into a blog post. Um, ask Pro Fitzgerald. I think your name is Fitzgerald. Um, you asked what we do, what our superpowers are. At the beginning of this lab, we went through kind of our, um, our, our background. bios, our background, why we're worth listening. Brian Carter, I was just talking. I was, <laughs> I was talking about um, how hard it is to get the blue check mark. If you would hop, if you have him come on, hop on, Brian, I would love for you to. And just to, to let you know, if anyone wants to hop on and like doesn't feel like they are prepared to be on video, you can also hop on as audio only. So I know sometimes people are like, oh my God. DIF in an airport, so he can't hop on. Oh, um, uh, okay. Well, I'm welcome, Brian. I'm glad you're here. Um, I was just talking about the blue check mark. We we're going over some of the big changes in social media, and we we're talking about how Facebook is making it easier for small businesses to get verified now. So those are Brian Carter has one of the blue check marks, so that's why I got all excited. Ah, uh, there we go. Um, so those are some of the big changes on Facebook, but there's also like a hundred new changes to Twitter. And when I say a hundred, I mean like ten. <laughs> um, but 
Twitter doesn't change a huge amount all the time. So it's been really surprising that they have such dramatic changes. Some of those changes include that they are um, getting rid of the, the character limit. Um, I have not verified. Was that for, for tweets or for, I heard they got rid of it for direct messages. Oh, I was just, oh. I haven't verified the details on it. Okay. Um, and that brings me to one of the stories I wanted to tell on our blab this week. Um, but they're also providing a um, buy now button for businesses so people can buy directly from tweets. Um, there are so many changes in Twitter going on right now. And so so I feel like in the past couple of weeks, there's been such dramatic change. Did, can you hear the puppy? <laughs> yeah. um, there's been such dramatic changes on so many social media platforms like on Blab, the option to add a co-host was just added. Um, it's been kind of stressful for me because I consider myself someone that is um, consistently up to date on what's going on on each of the social media platforms. Instagram, I can't get control of Instagram. I just can't keep up with it. Um, but hey, Brian, you just said hi to Scott. I was just going to mention that Scott will typically be on this lab. He just was unable to this week. Um, anyway, I was stinking puppy. Really <laughs> cute. Um, but bring her up. I, maybe I will at the very end. Um, there's been so many changes that have stressed me out almost. And, and I'm the one that's supposed to be um, consistently up on those changes. So I've really been going back to, okay, even though there's all these new additions, even though, um, you know, Twitter is adding all these new things and Facebook is, is putting more time into pages so we can blog on Facebook now. And I keep coming back to the basics and remembering that I have social media to provide value to people um, that follow me and to be respectful, valuable, and consistent. Um, I'm doing a marketing profs, which is a company that, um, like Affiliate Summit, I'm obsessed with. I think they're amazing. If you haven't checked out marketing profs, check them out. Um, they're having a virtual conference tomorrow, and I'm doing a webinar on um, content marketing and social media in 30 minutes a day. And it reminded me, as I was preparing my slides, it just reminded me of coming back to those basics and being consistent, being respectful, being helpful, um, and not using it as a way to broadcast. And I think that as these new platforms come out and all these changes come up, it's really important to come back to why we're on social media and is it worthwhile for our company to do a blab? Um, and I was thinking about sharing a story that happened this week that was a huge wake up call for me. I'm gonna go ahead and share it. Um, and it, it makes what you just said about Twitter that I shared something without knowing the details. Um, I should be really careful of that. So this week, somebody um, that many of us in our community are friends with, it's a gentleman that owns a um, restaurant here in, in Denver. I just had to think about, do we talk about where we are? That's not safe to sure. Um, he passed away on Sunday and he's, I have a Facebook group where we meet at this restaurant every single Wednesday. And there's, I don't know, I think there's about 60 of us or 100 of us in the group. And I wanted to alert them that he passed away. 
Now, what happened was there was an erroneous um, newspaper article that went out that announced that he had passed away on Friday. And immediately his Facebook page started filling with um, condolences and rest in peace messages. And this went on for about three hours. And I just assumed seeing all of those that he had passed away. I thought there's no, it didn't even occur to me that it wasn't true because so, I mean, hundreds of people were posting on his page. And so I went into my Facebook group and announced that he had passed away. Probably 20 minutes later, his sister posted on his Facebook. He is not dead. He's still fighting. Um, it's not, it, it, did you um, just laugh about this? No, I'm like, how did a newspaper article even go out? Like, I don't know. I, I mean, it, the newspaper article actually said that he had been pronounced brain dead. So I think people oh. just took that and ran with it, um, which it was true. And then he, he did end up passing away on Sunday. But the sister said he has not passed away. He's still fighting. Oh, um, man. Please stop posting these condolence messages because my mom's reading them and it's breaking her heart. So... It was a huge wake and this is very humbling for me because I, I'm the one typically advising people how to do things on social media. I am appalled that I made such a big mistake. Um, I was horrified. I immediately went into the group and said, um, here's the newspaper article that led me to believe that. I'm so sorry. I mean, and and my, my Facebook group is private. So it wasn't one of the things that the mom was reading. Um, but I felt horrible. I mean, you guys can all imagine that I just felt sick to my stomach. So it was just a reminder and going back to those basics about not just broadcasting and, and speaking quickly and, um, throwing out there what we've heard or what we see, but, being aware and slow to post. And um, I had a second instance this week that thank goodness I thought before I posted, um, <laughs> as you have heard on this lab, I have this amazingly cute new puppy. Um, he's like this little white fluff ball and he eats everything in my house. So it's been really awesome because my three little girls don't leave anything on the floor anymore. But he got into their room, into their closet the other day, and he grabbed, um, it's it's a toy gun from a cowboy costume that my daughter had. Um, it's a little pink gun. And um, he was carrying it around in his mouth. And it was very funny. I took a picture of it. And then he, he chewed the pieces apart. And I took a picture of it. And I sent it to my mom and made a joke about how my dog knows how to dismantle a gun on his own. Um I had a split second thought that I should share that on Facebook. It was the day before the shooting. I'm so glad I did not share a cutesy picture of my dog holding a gun in his mouth the day before that happened. Um, it reminded me so much about, we can go back and forth about how sensitive we are about certain things and how political correctness has gone too far, but there's so much importance in being sensitive and slow to post. Um, so I've just been rethinking over and over the basics, not being overwhelmed by Blab and Periscope and Meerkat and um, live streaming on Facebook, which Brian, by the way, um, we were questioning whether verified people are still able to do live video on Facebook or if that went away. 
um, because we saw a bunch of people doing it really fast and then it kind of faded. So we're wondering if that feature is gone or if people just lost interest in it. Um, Brian just said, yeah, guns are always controversial. Um, I remember this coming up. I mean, it always comes up when there's no tra tragedy, but I remember during the Boston Marathon bombing when a running company was um, just crucified on social media for posting or for their ads that continued to go out about their sale on running shoes after that occurred. So that was, I, I'm a little bit horrified that I just shared that personal story that I did that because um, I'm sad about it. I'm, I'm embarrassed that I did that and it, and it hurts my heart that I announced that um, without verifying it. Um, I think that it hurt it maybe hurt some friendships. And so that, um, that makes me nervous. But it, again, despite all the changes, I have to keep coming back to the basics and remembering why I'm doing social media, why I'm trying to build my audience, um, why I'm doing the things. So Brian, if you're still listening, well, I'll tag you in the comment too, in case you're, oh. Oh, he just said that I trusted the news. I yeah, I think you're being hard on yourself. You know, it, I mean, if it comes out in a newspaper, I think we rely on the newspapers to do that. Right. You know, so I mean, I just wish I would have waited until the family announced it. So, right. um, and and I mean, there's there's so much wrong with that. Anyway, um, I just wanted to see if anybody wanted to jump in and talk about um, coming back to the basics, even with all the change. I think that there's so much value in remembering why we're doing social media. So if anybody has any right. insight on that, or Ashley, if you want to touch on that at all. I mean, really, I was thinking about it recently, just looking back over my career in this industry and there are always these tools and things that come up to make life easier, right? So like, um, you know, back when I first started my business with e-commerce, it was like, hey, if you do this, if you like um, use this spam tool to like blast out your, uh, your URL to like 100,000 or a million, you know, comments, um, you'll, you'll, um, rank on Google. You know, there's always these tools that come out um, that are supposed to be like the quick fix for things. And um, I think with social media, for a long time, I was really dependent upon them because it is, it is overwhelming. When you look at how many networks are out there, when you look at um, the expectation that we should be experts in Instagram and Pinterest and Facebook and Twitter and now all of these new live streaming ones, it is like enough to make you go crazy. And so you're like, okay, well, if I use, you know, some automated tool to help manage it now, not to, not to like knock anything like that, because I still use a lot of tools that help me manage it. But I think the realization that it is called a social network because it's about being social. It's about connecting with other people, which I know, you know, this whole online world that we're in is really kind of losing some of that. Um, and that's why I love this platform in particular, because it does allow some of this, you know, we're in two different, we're a thousand miles away. We can't, 
you know, sit in the room, same room right now and be face to face, but we're face to face through blab. And so, um, you know, I think for me, it's been more thinking about going back to the roots as far as like, um, if you're spending your time, um, so I use, I do use like social sharing or like for, for getting my content out there. Mm -hmm. But if I'm not then engaging with the audience, if I'm not like looking at other people's feeds and commenting on with other people and retweeting things and all of those types of things, I'm not developing those relationships and, and kind of building that community around myself. So for me, that's really what kind of going back to the basics is almost moving back to why these networks were created and, and how they're supposed to function in the absence of, you know, tools that are supposed to make it easier. They don't necessarily make it better. They don't better from a standpoint of like who you connect with. So um, it's just something that I've been thinking about lately. Like when I think back over my career, every time I took like the easy path, like, like, oh, use this tool and it'll like save all of your problems. I can remember a lot of tools. I know. I mean, <laughs> really, I was thinking about this like a couple weeks ago, like, like mentors or gurus that I followed that were like, if you do this strategy, you will be set. If you like just try to rely on like engaging with people in social media. I mean, I remember people used to always say within SEO, they would say, nobody's ever going to just randomly link to you. Like, you know, SEO is all about getting links and, or, you know, that's obviously dumbed down like a million times, but a, much of it has to do with getting other websites to link to you. And so there were all of these tools that would, would like force your links upon other people. And, you know, there were lots of people that said, you can't rely on social media for that. You know, people are not just going to link to you. And I'm like, okay, like I believe you. So I'm using these tools and then, you know, like what happens, like all of, you know, it gets you in trouble. Mm -hmm. And so, um, you know, the easy path, the quick path is not always the best path. Um, sometimes it's like putting in that, gr that grunt work to really like forge relationships and, you know, build your network and actually make like real legitimate connections with people is, is where you're going to see the growth and where you're going to see good things happening as opposed to taking shortcuts, you know? And if so. you look at all these platforms like Instagram and Pinterest and Blab and Periscope and Meerkat and Facebook and Twitter and feel overwhelmed, just take Pick a card and realize, no, where whatever clicks with me that I can use to connect with my audience all I got to do. Pick a couple. You don't have to be an expert at all of them. You know, it seems like different niches tend to kind of be really active in certain networks. So pick a niche or not pick a niche, you know, look at your niche, see where your audience is really spending most of their time and focus on that network. If you know, it's, I'm kind of at the point where I'm like, you know, if I'm going to like half-ass do it, like I might as well not do it. Cause it's so obvious when you are only on a network um, because you feel like you have to, there, yeah. you know, you feel like you should, cause everybody should be doing it. Um, you know, and, and, you know, I, I mean, I, and I'm guilty of this, so it's not like I'm preaching to you guys. It's um, you know, I feel like I need to be on a certain network. So I set up like a, an auto sharing for, you know, to post out to those networks. And yet I'm not there to interact with anybody. So 
Um, when I think about going back to the roots, it's like really going back, spend less of your time trying to be so wide and spend more of your time narrowing in on the ones that are getting results and make those awesome. Like really dive in, give, you know, 110% of yourself to one or two Brian, as opposed to spreading yourself. Brian just typed in 80-20. I'm assuming he means spend 80% of your time and 20% of the, in this case, um, social networking platforms so that you're putting a lot of focus on just some of them and then 20% of your time on the other 80%. Um, so you're just putting a little bit into the others, but really focusing on what what's working for you. We're already at um, an hour. I feel like this hour okay. is really, really fast. I know. It does go quick. Does anyone want to jump in and share anything? The 20% Any... spend 80% of your time on the 20% that gets you the most results. So um, while we're waiting to see if anybody else has anything to share, um, I was hoping somebody else would share a terrible story about when they messed up. But <laughs> didn't, I, didn't I just tell you? Yeah. Okay. So um, we already have some awesome speakers lined up, people that are going to come in and talk about affiliate marketing, content marketing, um, social media. We're, if you are interested in joining and sharing some of the things you've learned or some of the tips about online marketing, social media, content marketing, any of those, um, just go to thoughtseat.com and you can come be in the thought seat. If you um, just go ahead and sign up and we'll, we'll get in contact with you and let you know how to do that. If you want to be in the thought seat because you want to hear our thoughts, um, then you are more than welcome to. We have somebody. Oh, it went away. We had somebody person come in. Um, okay. So if you'd like to bring up your social media page or your website or anything, any questions you have, you can come. Oh, his Wi-Fi is not working well. Oh, you can sorry. Be in the thought seat and we will provide feedback for you with your questions. Um, if you're interested in any of those things, just go to thoughtseat.com, enter your email in, and we will send out an email that tells how to um, be in the thought seat. Uh, we will also send out our schedule of which experts are showing when. Um, I can already see almost all of you on this call or on this lab, I would like in the thought seat at some point or another. So hopefully um, you're willing to do that. Uh, otherwise, have a good week. Don't um, post anything on Facebook or on social media that you haven't been. <laughs> Don't post any pictures of your dog with guns. Um, and thank you guys for joining are we, us. Are we wrapping up? Okay. Yeah, I am. Are you I ready? To make sure, no, I'm, I'm good. I just want to make sure there weren't any other questions that we missed in the thing. Thank you. And if anybody else has any questions, um, post them in there. Otherwise, um, you'll also get notifications. If you click the little person next to our name up at the very top and follow us, you get automatically notified when, um, when our next scheduled broadcast is going up. Um, but the plan is for it to be every Thursday at 2.30. So, or uh, 2.30 Central. What's, what's that? The little person by our name. The little. Okay, so like for, for me, for you, there's a little like up at the top left corner, there's like your picture and your name. And then to right. the right of it, there's the little person. And all you have to do is click that and you're automatically following. Um, and you'll get a notification. You know what? We should change the. I'll just change this really quick because the other tip I gave this tip earlier that um, for anyone that is running their own lab or um, you know that that jumps on these that hosts them ever, um, 
if you are a host, you can change the title of the blab at any point in the process and um, to make it relevant for anyone new coming on. And then whatever your your title is at the end when you when you sign off is what the replay will get will get. Um, so you kind of want to like right before you like officially sign off, you might want to like go in and, and just kind of retitle it as a summary of whatever we discussed. So I'll let you, I'll let you do that. Oh, I was going to say, I'll let you do that because you're so good at that. Um, so I mean, that, and then that way the replay will be titled that way for okay. anyone who comes on. So yeah, well, we can to have some of you in the thoughts next week. Yes. So join us next week again. It's at 1230 Pacific time, 130 mountain time. What are you Thanks. in Central? Thanks for coming on everyone. You've just experienced the Thought Seat Podcast. Thanks for listening. For show notes in this week's free bonus, check out our website at www.thoughtseat.com. Join us to ask questions and catch our live weekly broadcast every Thursday at 2.30 p.m. Central Standard Time at thoughtseat.com slash live.